0: Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the great sports callers open think tank. Joining me now, you know him from his years, whether it be as a color analyst, occasionally play by play, but raise your Cajun softball. Bobby Neva, you also know him as the voice of the Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators and uh, all of their sports and football, which we air on our sibling station, Talk Radio 960 during the season. Bobby Neva on with me right now because, Bobby, we are two days away. From raging Cajun softball season starting, man, and the way last season ended, oof, I know that was a, a tough pill to swallow for so many that follow this program, but uh, where's your excitement level for this one as a guy that that knows this team, has covered this team, has been a fan of this team for as long as you have? Excitement
1: level off the charts, uh, Scott. I mean, it's been, uh, been 11 months since we've had softball, and uh, I just can't wait for Friday, and uh, hopefully we get to play, you know, where... Uh, Got some concerns about the weather, but hopefully we get the games in.
0: What, what, Where does your passion for softball come from? Like, how did you become Bobby Neveau? Oh, yeah, DL Softball, Bobby Neveau. Like, it's, like, almost synonymous, right?
1: Um, well, you know, believe it or not, Scott, the first sporting event I ever went to in my life was behind Mar- Marcomo in Abbeville in 1961, and it was a men's fast-pitch softball games. My dad had a uh, a couple of friends of his that played men's fast-pitch softball back then. That was big in this area in the early 60s, the late 50s. And uh, so. And then, uh, you know, I became really involved with Dave Ruth's, uh league and Abbeyville baseball and coached and uh, uh, had the opportunity in 2000, Mr. Ron Kellison, who was the CEO of Babe Ruth uh, League in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, Tommy Picard admits, you know, a good friend of mine, Tommy Picard, Picard who ran the local leagues for us in Abigail, had mentioned to Mister Tellison that I would like to uh, to become a a part of uh, of the task force for Babe Ruth World Series. So one day, Mister Ron Tellison calls me, and he says, uh, "I've got a World Series for you." And he said, there's only one uh, one hitch, he said. And I said, what's, what is, what's that? He said, well, it's a, it's a 16 and under girls' fast pitch softball World Series in Millville, New Jersey. And I said, uh, sign me up, man. I'm in, you know. So I spent two weeks in Millville, New Jersey in 2000, August of 2000, covering, uh, running the press box for a uh, – Babe Ruth Softball World Series, and it kind of took off from there. You know, I had a son that was at Vermillion Catholic, who graduated from high school in 2001, and uh, you know he played basketball and baseball. And so once he was out of high school, it gave me some time to uh, to become a little bit more involved with UL softball, and uh, myself and Coach Mike and Coach Steph became really good friends, and you know the rest is history. I mean, been around that program since uh, about 2002.
0: I know you and Jerry are, uh, are really close as well. So you got to put yourself out there here, Bobby. When you look at this team talent wise, I know that you'll huh, have perhaps a different answer in a couple of months. But going into the season, talent level, I mean, where, where does this team you think rank compared to some of the, the Cajun softball teams of the past couple decades? Well,
1: I mean, when you look at the depth, Scott, you probably got more talent uh, on this team than I've that I've seen since I've been around the program. You know, you've had you've had some great players in the past, uh, but this team is is probably 13, 14 kids deep. Uh, and uh, you know, from a from a depth standpoint, <laughs> excuse excuse me, Scott, from a depth standpoint, this is the most talent I've ever seen uh, since I've been around in 2002.
0: You, and you, are you, is there a position that you feel like has the most depth is there maybe one spot that you feel like this is the least amount of depth or do you literally mean the entire roster
1: <laughs> the entire roster you know uh, of course you know the question mark throughout the uh the whole uh, entire off season has been you know the pitching and uh with Megan Clyce deciding not to uh come back um you know, uh, it's kind of been wide open for that number two pitching slot. And, but uh, everywhere else on the field, uh, Scott, you know, they've got a lot of depth of catcher and uh, and all the infield positions. You know, a kid like that can play. She can catch and she can play all the infield positions. And if you put her on the outfield for two or three days of practice, she could probably play any position in the outfield. So when you got a kid like that on the roster, especially in a, in, in a year when, you you know, you may have to deal with some COVID issues. And uh, this is a good year to have a lot of depth. And, uh, you know, catching-wise, you, you know, we've got a lot of depth there. First base, you got, you know, you got uh, uh, Taylor, Taylor Roman and Melissa Mayu and Jay okay, Boswell can play there. Juice Mills can play there. So probably first base is the deepest position.
0: Juice Mills, I mean, she brings some uh, World Series experience from her time at Georgia. Justice Mills is her name, but uh, she goes by Juice. What uh, Describe the impact you expect her to make this year.
1: Well, you know, Juice is a, uh, from what I've seen from her since she's come in in January, she's a she's a tremendous teammate, uh, the ultimate team player. Um, not a kid that's going to give any kind of problems that she's, not on the field one game, and, and, you know, she can play first base, she can play second base, and she can also DH. And, uh, you know, she's had some knee issues the last couple of years, so she's the kind of kid that's going to have to have some days off. And uh, she'll be just import- as important uh, in the dugout as she is on the field. espn
0: 1420 and com, Bobby <laughs> Navarre, Raging Cajun softball expert and analyst, our guest right now. Um you know, I can't really ask you anything that that would surprise you because you know this team as well as anybody. You and Steve, uh, it, what 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 is something that you're unsure of at this point with this team, right? Because you know them well, but what what's an area or a question mark that you have going into this season? Not not related to like you know tickets or attendance, but you know the play on the field.
1: Well, you know one one thing is is you know. Who's going to play short? Who's going to play third? And I, I think Alyssa Dalton and uh, Jay Gutierrez are going to probably flip flop, play some games at short, play some games at third, easy uh, early in the season. And uh, you know, I was talking to Coach Rob uh, the other day, the pitching coach, and you know, I said, Coach, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but you know, I, I think this year's team's kind of like, you know, I love to cook, Scott, and this year's team's kind of like a. Uh, cooking a gumbo you know uh you got all the ingredients you got you got power you got speed you got good defense uh you, you got all the ingredients you need to make a good gumbo there's only one thing that can mess up a good gumbo uh, scott and, and that's the roof and the pitching is going to be the roux this year and uh this gumbo is going to be as good as the pitching is so
0: there you go well now you got me hungry and excited for softball bobby navarre guess what's your favorite dish to cook bobby my favorite
1: dish to cook would probably be a ribeye sauce pecan.
0: Well, oh, man, you're not going to drop any off to me, or what? I mean, I've never had your ribeye sauce pecan.
1: Steve calls it orange sauce, but it's really uh, ribeye sauce pecan. Yes, piquant. we we but, uh,
0: <laughs> we know we know that Steve does not call things by their proper name. That is uh, no, but that is next clear.
1: time I cook one, I'll certainly keep you in mind.
0: Uh, as of now, as uh, the Cajun softball team scheduled to begin their season this Friday, 4 o'clock against Missouri State, followed by a matchup with number 18 Baylor, then another doubleheader between Missouri and then Baylor on Saturday with a start time of 12.30 Saturday, pregame 15 minutes prior to first pitch and all of the action right here on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com and the ESPN 1420 app. Now, I know they're expecting some cold weather, potential rain. If the games get moved up, certainly we'll uh, we'll loop everyone in. We'll keep you up to date on the website and the app and things like that. But uh, if they're playing the games or when they play the games, we're going to have them on the airwaves. Uh, as Bobby said, the excitement right now for him through the roof as we are, um, oh, I don't know, 54, 55 hours away from first pitch, something like that. Um, what What's – What's Baylor bring to the table? I mean, I hate to just bypass Missouri State. I mean, I don't, I just, you know, I see number 18 ranked next to Baylor. We talk every year about the Cajuns and RPI and what rankings mean and things like that. Obviously, some early matchups against Baylor are ultra important, but um, what do they bring to the table this year and, and what do you expect in those matchups?
1: Well, of course, they've got Gia Rodoni, who's a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in her sixth year at, uh, at Daly, and she's a Tier 1 pitcher, Scott. You know, she's uh, first team all-region, first team all-Big 12 in 2018. Uh, and then in 2019, she was injured and took the whole year off. So when we went to Baylor in 2012 to uh, participate in that tournament, she, uh, she was not playing that year. And then last year, uh, you know, in a shortened season, she had a 1.15 ERA she was eight and three, and she had ninety-seven strikeouts in seventy-three point uh, one innings pitched. So, Gia Rodoni, you know, is kind of what they build that team around. They've got a little, you know, they've got some speed. They play really good defense. Uh, Goose McGlawn, what a what a great name that is. Goose McGlawn is, 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 you know, she's been there. I think this is her fifth year, and uh, she's a she's their power hitter. And then Madison Kettler, who was a four twenty-nine hitter for them last year. He also returned. So uh, Baylor, a really good team. And we can't overlook uh, Missouri State. They've got a really good pitcher uh, uh, themselves, a kid named Stephanie Dickerson, who was the second-team all-region pick in 2019, another power pitcher, strikeout pitcher, and uh, she's very capable of coming in and, and beating anybody on any given day. So uh, two good teams the Cajuns are going to be facing this weekend. Two really
0: good arms. All right, speaking of arms, my final question for you, Bobby Navarre, Rage Acacia, analyst, expert, commentator, our guest. When you've got Summer Ellison uh, as your number one, and I asked Coach Glasgow last week about that, and he said, you know, I mean, he was was quick to talk about, you know, uh, Kendra Lamb and some of the other arms. He said, you know, Summer, I think she could be even better. He said – I'm not quoting him exactly, Bobby, and you can correct me, but you were listening. Essentially, he said she's not the best practice player, but, boy, when the game starts, she turns it on. She's, she's elite, but she could be even better. What's the challenge for Summer Ellison this year? Like, what, what to you as a senior, as a player of, you know, her status, an All-American, somebody that's from here that's put in so much time into this preseason, the preseason conference pitcher of the year, Uh, last year and just all all of the again this year like all that she has brought to the table what can she do in 2021 in your mind to take it to an even higher level?
1: Well, you know, I've been watching Summer for six years, Scott, and it it just always seems when the the season starts she's able to flip that switch and, uh, you know, we're going to find out this weekend if if that's going to be the case again. (coughs) Excuse me, Scott, I've got a little a little cold. I'm dealing with. And, uh, you know, the key for Summer this year, I think, is uh, try to limit her innings as much as possible. You know, I don't think uh, we're going to have the Summer that can – we don't want to have the Summer that's going to have to pitch 280, 300 innings. You know, so the rest of the pitching staff – if the rest of the pitching staff can eat up some innings for us and uh, get us some wins, I think you're going to see Summer, you know, as good as she's ever been. And uh, with an opportunity to be another uh, first, team, you know, all first team All-American once again, and, uh, it's just it's amazing to me. I've never seen a, a kid that can just flip the switch when the season starts like Summer Ellison.
0: Well, I know Coach Glasgow's counting on that to uh, to happen as well. At some point, you know, you, you you know what you're getting, but can you get even more from her? We're going to find out. But um, I wouldn't bet against her, put it that way. That's going to do it for this segment on Rage and Cajun softball. Again, season starts this Friday. As of now, 4 o'clock scheduled start time against Missouri State will be on the air at 345. That matchup will then be followed by a matchup with number 18, Baylor, as uh, Louisiana season is right around the corner. Bobby Neva has been our guest. Bobby, appreciate the time, man. I look forward to uh, trying that ribeye sauce piquet at some point. I know you're a good cook and, and you always like to incorporate, um, you know, basically phrases from, from the kitchen down here in Cajun country as like metaphors when it comes to calling the action as well when you do call a game. Uh, what do you love more, food, cooking, or softball? Uh, Softball. Come on, man. The man would starve for softball. That's how much he loves it. Bobby, I We're appreciate you, the baby. time, dude.